Welcome, my name is Amapola Ramirez and this is Chicana Moms Podcast. In this podcast, I talk to you about my life as a Chicana and I also share with you my knowledge. I strongly believe that unidas creamos cambio. Vamos a empezar. Hola Chicana Moms, ¿cómo están? Thank you so much for clicking at Chicana Moms podcast and everyone is welcomed. Um, if you're a mom, if you're not a Chicana, if you are a Chicana, you're a Chicano, if you're not a Chicano, whoever, anyone is welcomed. Um, and thank you very much for clicking and being part of the Chicana Moms podcast family. <laughs> so today, um, I'll give you some updates in my life um, for this month of August. It is going to be oh, very hot, obviously. Um, but also, my husband and I are going to be padrinos to my three nieces. Um, all of my godchildren are all girls. I have my first godchild. Her name is Paula. She's a teenager. Um, and my second, and I'm just the madrina and my husband is not, but he's pretty much adopted her because <laughs> she's always with us at times. And my second, um, so, uh, not sobrina, um, goddaughter, her name is Genesis. And I, we are both going to be, um, padrinos for three of my nieces, like I mentioned, and I'm looking for Los vestidos de bautismo, damn, they're expensive. It's like, what the heck, a hundred and something dollars? But it's very meaningful for us. Um, I am Catholic. I do consider myself Catholic. And I do want to say there are some things that I do question about the religion, but I do love, at the end of the day, I love all the sacraments, like, the meanings, the rituals that we have. I am in love with it. I really, really do. I love La Virgen de Guadalupe. I love her. Um, and I believe in her. And I believe in the good. You know what I mean? Like, But then there's some things that, yes, I know religion is not God. And I'm not going to get so much into it. But as a Chicana, you know, growing up as um, Mexican-American, my foundation... My morals come from la fe, the faith, um, everything that my parents, you know, taught me growing up of prayer, hope, um, the community at the church, you know, um, going to catechism and things like that. I am going to be very honest with you. I do not go to church every Sunday. There's times that I do and there's times that I don't. And I'm okay with that. I don't want to live a life of guilt of like, e, you didn't go to church and you're going to go to hell. Like, I don't, I don't believe in that. Honestly, I don't not. I have a really good relationship with God and that's only for me to know. Like, I don't have to prove it to anyone. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, many of you might agree or disagree and that's okay, but I'm getting somewhere as to why I'm sharing this with you. Um, I love the sacraments because of the rituals and, you know, there's a, 
full meaning behind it. You know, el bautismo, marriage. I know many people don't believe in marriage or maybe they do. Everyone's very different and everyone has a right to believe what they want to as long as obviously it doesn't harm anyone else, right? But I'm sharing you these updates that we're going to be padrinos, but I also want to share with you um, the relationship I have with my husband being married by the church. And, you know, I think that every relationship especially for those who can relate with the Catholic Church, you know, um, that you have to follow the Ten Commandments or else you're a sinner. I think we're all sinners no matter what. That doesn't mean that we have to keep fucking up and being like, oh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to confess because I did a sin and then I'll continue with life. E, I commit another sin. And I mean, that's just how we are living realistically. But... That doesn't mean that you have to do something bad and be like, oh, I can just go to confession and I'll be forgiven and just, it's a, this pattern. It doesn't work that way. It's, it's just different. You know, it's, it has to be something meaningful for you. Um, well, what I mean, not meaningful for you, meaning like it has to mean a lot to you to know that when you go to confession, you know, and I know, I know that many don't agree with that. Um, I do. It, it helps me. Um, I don't go often, but I know the Catholic Church says, you know, at least you, if you go once a year, you're it, it's good. Um, I don't go often, like I said, and I'm not going to ever perceive myself as perfect here, you guys. Like, no, I'm not. I don't go to church all the time. But guess what? Like, I do have a relationship with God every single day of my life. Like, I pray to him. I talk to him every single day. And I know that what he wants is for us to do good overall. Just love each other. You know what I mean? When it starts in the home, it starts like with our community. It starts with our kids. It's just about loving one another. And that's the unfortunate thing that we see a lot of crimes happening in our society, you know, and, and I can get so much into that, but I don't, I, I don't want to because seeing so many things on, on social media, it's just so sad and, and it gets me so mad at the same time. But I do want to gravitate to another topic and the topic is um, relationship in, in a marriage, you know, if you're married or you're just living together, it, I just want to talk about that. I want to give you my experience what I've seen, what I've learned, because honestly, I think that, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I grew up seeing many marriages in my family, but I can't really say that I saw really like healthy relationships. Um, and I'll explain to you a little bit more about that. But that's what the topic is going to be today. Relationships in a, uh, with an intimate partner. If you're married or you're not married, that's what we're going to focus on today or I'm going to focus on today and just give you my professional input um, and at the same time, my personal life input, and I'm not afraid of being vulnerable with you. I am not. I think that maybe years in the past, like past years, I would have been kind of like, I'm not sharing anything, but at this point in my life, I don't care. I don't care if people perceive it as, as negative, then that's on you. I don't fucking care. I don't care because everyone has a story. And I created this platform to really just share my input 
and however you want to perceive it and I hope it helps you and if, if you kind of feel like well not really or yes whatever it is it's it's up to you how you want to perceive it but at the end of the day I am putting myself out there to be able to inspire you because I wish these podcasts existed when I was younger so I can reach out to people that are knowledgeable in certain areas on Instagram or um, or listen to that specific podcast that I can relate to as a Chicana, you know, and that's kind of, that's exactly my purpose. If you go up being those worlds of like Mexican American, you're kind of like, okay, the culture here and then the culture here, there and kind of confused, like, where do I fit in and so forth. That's how I felt growing up. You know what I mean? But anyways, let's get started with the topic on relationships. Okay, so I guess, you know what? I'm going to start off with this. Every relationship has issues. Every single relationship. If you ever come across a relationship that you think is perfect, they are not. Many people in relationships are very different. Some are okay in telling you what's going on. Some are very private and some are just kind of very obvious, especially how they treat each other in public. Even if they don't tell you, you kind of observe and you're like, oh shoot, they're like totally disrespecting each other by humiliating each other. And every relationship is very different. Now I'm going to share with you, I have been married, been married for 10 years. Um, I met my husband when I was, uh, I think, 26 years old, and um, we dated for two years, and then um, I got pregnant um, with our son, and then after we got married in 2009, but um, in 2014, I believe it's 2014, 15, 16, 17, yeah, 2014, we went through a lot of crap, a lot, a lot of crap. Um, before we got married, his mom called me and told me, I just want you to know that my son has an anger problem. And I was like, he gets, I was like, okay, well, it's okay. I love him. I mean, obviously we all have our shit, right? And I didn't really pay attention to that and one of the things in our relationship was his anger but I can't blame it all on him I have mentioned in the past podcast my triggers my traumas of being verbally emotionally abused and I get really defensive when someone raises their voice or tries to kind of like make me feel like crap, I think I'm not the only one that, you know, that feels like that because if someone's talking shit to you, you're going to be like, what the, you know what I mean? And I have a strong character. I am stubborn and I am very vocal. So in a separation like the one that we went through, 
in the beginning, I'm going to be very honest, I blamed it all on him. I said, I don't think I'm in love with you anymore. And now, I, I, can, I totally know where I was coming from. And I'll explain to you a little bit more about that in a little bit. But we separated for six months. You guys, my whole entire life, I have been taken care of. If I, it, it sounds like I've been spoiled, <laughs> but I've been taken care of, obviously growing up by my parents. I've lived with my parents when I was younger until, you know, I moved out. Um, and I, ha- I was pregnant with my son. And I'll do another podcast about that because, damn, that was crazy. <laughs> um, but right now, I just want to share this with you that I lived with my parents growing up. I moved out. I lived with my oldest son's dad. He took care of me and, you know, paid the rent and everything. Then, you know, I separated for several years. I was a single mom, so I still lived in the back house in the garage. I lived in a garage with my son in my parents' um, property um, for several years. And I guess I was somewhat independent, but not really because at that point, my parents were helping me out as a single mom. Then I met my husband and then, you know, we had a child, you know, lived, we dated for tears. We had a child, then he moved in obviously. And then he took care of me. I honestly think that I need that like this separation was like, it happened for a reason. It really did because that was the first time in my life that I lived on my own and I'm the reason I say that is because I actually got my own apartment for six months. First time in my life, I had obviously lived on my own like that because I paid my rent. I furnished my whole entire apartment. I paid all of my bills. Um, but throughout the separation, my, hu- my husband never gave up on me or us, I should say. Because he would always say, when do you think you'll know what you want in this relationship? I was so fucking confused. Never in my mind did it cross to get a divorce though. That's something. I did not want to leave him. There was just something happening with myself. There was so much going on. And I missed like our family. He was always there. Like he helped me so much. There was family members telling him certain things like, like, don't look for her. Like, just let her be. Fuck that shit. Don't fucking help her. Like, just instigating our situation, right? Whatever. That's on them. Um, But I do want to say, you guys, sharing with you a little bit about this culture, religion, and I don't know, society or whatever you want to call it. But... Um, in the religion, it's pretty much through obviously divorce or separations, like not accepting the religion at that point, because I, I wasn't happy with myself and in the relationship, I was like, fuck that. I'm going to do what I think is right for myself. Right. And 
this is interesting, you guys. This is where it was like, you know who the fuck is there for you when shit happens. You definitely know. Um, throughout that separation, like I said, he never gave up on me. And I never disrespected him to the point where like, I talk shit or like, like, I wasn't like that. Like, I, I can't really explain it. <laughs> Maybe you won't understand. But I knew that that was very immature for me to do, like, to just, um, and you might think it, it was immature for me to leave, but maybe it was, but at that point, that's what I thought was right. So like I said, you might agree or disagree with me, but this is my journey. This is my life of where I thought was best for me. You know what I mean? Um, but my mom found out and my mom is like the rock of the family and she's like, the rock, the one we perceive strong, but at the same time, I know she has a right to break down and whatever, I can get into that. <laughs> I can still get so into that. But the reason I'm saying that she is the rock because, um, and I've mentioned before the relationship I've had with my mom. She didn't approve of me leaving. And you know what? I didn't care. It wasn't up to her. It wasn't up to her. Um, and I've never actually ever listened to what my mom has wanted me to do in life because of the way she would treat me. So I would shut down. She came in very passive aggressive the day she found out. Um, and instead of like hearing me out, she like verbally like attacked me <laughs> I don't know how to I say attack because I was so defensive like she didn't listen to me she stopped talking to me in those six months I did not talk to her we didn't speak to each other nothing because she was mad because I left it was all about how she felt versus let me listen to my daughter and now I think she understands, like, she's been married, obviously, longer than I have. I have heard growing up, like, she wanted to leave my dad many times. I think everyone at some point always says, I'm going to fucking leave. And I did not want to be that type, like, the way I eat, the way I eat. I was like, no, I just, I'm going to leave. And I did it. It was crazy looking back at this. And I left. But throughout that journey, you guys... I felt so lonely. My mom didn't speak to me. My family was judging me. Um, obviously, my my husband is like like a dad for my oldest son. So he's like, I want I want to see the kids. So he would have them one week, and I had them one week, and we would switch off. But my parent, my not my parents, like well, yeah, my parents more my mother, um, and my family were judging. They were saying I abandoned my kids. They don't know what the fuck happened. None of them took the initiative to say, I want to talk to you. I want to hear you out. Where are you coming from? No one did. The only one that really knew exactly was one of my aunts and uh, my brothers and obviously my husband because he would hear me out. I would talk to him. He would ask me, you know, is there anything I can do? Like, I told him, like, I think I'm just lost. 
and I was. And it it makes me emotional. Um to share this because it was one of the loneliest time of my life. But I was following my gut instinct, you know? I was following my gut instinct and and now as I as I look back and I'm like Obviously, it felt like crap, but it was needed for me to be transformed into uh, the person I am today. And and I think it just fucking sucks that family fucking judge you, you know, like, and I, I am, I'm getting emotional because I haven't talked about this in a while. I'm just taking myself back to this whole growth process of transformation. It's just like fucking like amazing and crazy at the same time. But if you ever felt judged by your family because you did a choice that was good for you, keep going forward. Keep moving forward. Um, I came to a realization that every relationship has issues. And until you guys, until family members were experiencing troubles in their marriage, then they understood me. But isn't it sad and interesting at the same time how someone will try not to understand you or make time to listen to you until it happens to them? It's fucking crazy. And that's just, I guess, how we are as human beings. But I followed my gut instinct. I felt lonely. Don't get me wrong, there was times where I was like, oh my God, this is cool. But then I would like, oh my God, like, I felt lonely. There was times, and throughout the whole time, in the six months, I still have a, I, I still had a communication with my husband. And, and we would meet, and we would like, talk, and it was just, it was a chaos. And, um, and I said, you know what, like, we got to make this work. There was times that I didn't want to do anything and I would just sit in the apartment and just kind of soak in all these emotions I was going through. And going back mentally, you guys, like it just makes me think. I mean, I always take myself there when we get like triggered. Like when my husband and I argue here and there, I take myself back and I'm just like, fuck all the growth we've done. But let me tell you, there's an aftermath. We got together. We started a new chapter in our lives. We bought a, a new home. Um, it, it's not 
as like easy as like you might think or how maybe I'm saying it. Like even if we're starting a new chapter, there's still those like, like moments of like, okay, did we need a little bit more work (laughs) before jumping in or whatever? I mean, there's never going to be the right time for anything. That's what I strongly believe. There's never going to be the right time for anything. But when you want something to work, you're going to make anything work. My husband and I have gone up and down, the triggers, the doubt sometimes, back and forth. And then, you guys, I came to a realization that the way I was raised of hearing my my mother say, and, and I talk about my mom because she is my main like, she was my first role model, you know what I mean? And I love her. Fuck, I don't want anything to happen to my mom. But this is my story. This is my story in this podcast of sharing to you. You know, I don't know if many or people say, like, oh, my God, stop talking about your mom. Like, you're ungrateful. No, I'm not ungrateful. But this is my story in my podcast to be able to share with you where I'm coming from. You know, and... And yes, I love my mother, but there are certain things in my life that happened that I'm not like, I'm not, I can't blame her anymore, but I'm just sharing with you as to how my story of where I'm at right now has a lot to do with what I saw growing up. I would hear her say and tell my dad, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be here. One time she parked me. Well, she parked the car and I was in the car and she's saying. And she told me, ya me quiero ir. And I was so tired of hearing her say that. But it was so hard for me to put herself, put myself in her shoes because I didn't know what the heck marriage was like. I was so tired that I was like, well, just go then. If you want to leave us, then leave. You know? After I told her that, and she stopped saying it because I guess she was kind of like, oh my God, I can't leave my kids or my family, you know? But that was her, at some point, her intentions or her thoughts. I would hear this instability of like, me voy a ir, me voy a so I felt like at some point, oh my God, like I'm my mom. I'm always like, me quedo, me quedo ir. Like I was always complaining and I was like, you know what, at this point I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just going to do it. But I did a lot of self growth. And what I came to realize, you guys, that if you're in a marriage and you're blaming your other your partner if you're blaming your partner for everything for your for you not being happy you're blaming the wrong person i was not taking accountability for my misery for the things that i still needed to grow and once i shifted myself and i reflected on me things started to connect within myself in our relationship. We are in a very good place. We renewed our vows for our 10 year anniversary. And I have to say it was beautiful. We made it more intimate. And I remember in this 10 year anniversary in front right there, you know, because it wasn't, we had a mass. I looked up to La Cruz 
and I felt so connected with myself. I fell in tune. I don't know what are the words to use, but I me sentía conectada con mi ser. And I said, thank you. It was so meaningful and amazing. So meaningful and amazing. The day of our marriage, when we got married, my mom left me a letter talking shit to me 10 years ago. All because no invité a los familiares y que esto. And she's like, in the letter, I remember her saying, because I didn't finish reading it. I was like, I just ripped it up and I fucking threw it in the trash. And she told me, tú no sabes lo que es una familia. The day of my wedding, you guys, it's fucking crazy. I was like, who does that? Like, who does that? Anyways, that day of my 10-year anniversary, I didn't get a letter. <laughs> And I have to add, I never told my husband until years later that my mom did that. Um, because I didn't want to mess it up for him. Pretty interesting. <laughs> my my husband tells me, damn, you, I'm surprised you're not all fucked up. Oh my God. <laughs> I was fucked up, but I, I'm better now. Oh man. Now our relationship is so much better. I think, and you know what? Um, many people will probably be like 10 year anniversaries. What's the point? It's about 25 years anniversary and so forth. Like, no, to me, for us, It was meaningful. It it was like, I don't know, I can't explain it, but it's just, it was just so meaningful. It was just a very special moment with our family members. Um, like I said, it was more intimate. I've shared pictures of, you, of that moment with you guys on Instagram, um, talking about it a little bit more, um, but it was awesome. It was awesome. I was able to choose a beautiful dress. Not that the, my first dress wasn't beautiful because my mom made it for me, but um, that's another story <laughs> to share. Que no me lo iba a hacer y que sabe qué. And then after my aunt and I went to go look for dresses and luego, no, yo te lo voy a hacer. Un relajo with that stuff. So the reason I'm sharing that with you is because this 10-year anniversary, like we were able to do it the way we actually felt like, okay, we wanted to do it. More intimate we were able to take the time to choose those individuals who actually were there with us throughout the journey and who made their time to always be in our lives. Those are the people we chose. Not to dismiss any other family member that we don't love them, but it's just like, this is just what we chose to do. And it was just fucking amazing. We feel more connected with each other. We respect each other more. We love each other. Um, we miss each other more. And we have this connection like that only him and I can really just explain. But we, uh, how can I say it? I don't know. I hope this is making sense. He's like my soulmate. I've shared this before that when I was little, I would pretend having a husband. And I'm like, oh, mi esposo Rudy. And I named I gave my pretend husband a name and I would play with my muñecas and stuff. And now I'm married with a Rudy. It is crazy to me. It's just like the universe, God. Yes, we went through our shit, but who the fuck doesn't? You know what I mean? Who the fuck doesn't? Like everyone does, you guys. Everyone does. 
Never compare yourself to other relationships. You don't know what's behind doors. It's about nurturing yourself, connecting to who you are, who you want to be, the, the great person you want to create, healing. Sometimes you're going to fuck up. It's okay. Who, do, who doesn't? Who doesn't? And if there's people in your life who want to judge you, that's on them. You do what you know is right in your relationship. But water the grass on your end. Don't go watering the grass somewhere else or figuring, oh, it's probably greener on the other side. You never know. No, it's about you. Don't blame other people. Don't blame your, don't blame your partner because you're not happy. You do the growth. Now, there's other situations when there's domestic violence and, and all of that. And, you know, there's, como se dice, hay niveles. You know what I mean? You have to self-respect. Like you, if you know you're in a domestic violence relationship and you're not safe and your children are not safe, that's different. You have to figure out a way for you to be safe physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and so forth. And for that, it's requiring the help of a therapist, a counselor, a professional that's going to help you think outside the box of that cycle. Because even though you guys like, you know, my husband and I never got like physical or anything like that, but I'm just saying like the verbal, like talking shit to each other, that's still considered violence. You know what I mean? And at some point we didn't know that. And now we are very aware. We're not perfect. I'm not saying we're perfect, but we're more aware of each other's way of being. You know, we love to hang out. This is crazy, (laughs) but we love to go to Costco. Like Costco is like fun. so fun to go to Costco and just hang out like together and look at cereal and milk. I don't know if we're the only ones. I'm pretty sure not, but it is so funny, but we love to hang out and there's times when we give our, each other space. That's one of the things you got. It's so needed, like just respecting each other's space when we need to breathe. Um, but if you find yourself going out and partying too much without your partner and there's too much. Okay, then that's that's a problem. But if you go out with your girlfriend, it's just kind of like a very more friendly, innocent environment. And that's different. I mean, you have to kind of watch those boundaries too. But overall, that's just been my journey with my husband. I actually did invite him to be on the podcast, but he's more of a private kind of guy. And I get it. I'm not going to force him. But he didn't want to be part of it. And um, he's the one that inspired me to do this topic of relationship. Because he's, why don't you talk about our relationship? We hug more. We kiss more. Um, But I do have to say, call me weird. But I don't like kissing in public. Not that I don't love my husband. But I like to be private in my relationship. Like, it's just, I don't know. Am I the only one? Are you guys like that too? I'm, yeah, I don't know, but I prefer it like that. It's just, he knows how I am and he respects that. But now I'm not saying I won't be affectionate with him. Like I'll hug him, I'll sit on his lap and things like that. But like macking down, (laughs) I don't don't know. I can't do that. 
I have no idea why. I don't know. I just think it's something private. I, I guess because it, so at some point it's uncomfortable to see like these like people macking down. I mean, not if they want to do it, that's their thing. But for me, I'm just like, I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. I don't know. Like I said, call me crazy, but that's just how, how we are or how I am. And he respects that. Anyways, you guys, thank you so much for hearing me out. Um, it was something that I've been wanting to, to share with you, but you know, I was kind of like, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready. And today I was like, you know what? I'm fucking ready. Like, let's do this. And like I said, I got emotional because it's something close to my heart. It's my husband. It's my life partner. And, and sometimes it's scary to know like, fuck, like death exists. Like, fuck man. Like, why does it have to exist? Like, can we just keep living together? And this is where we have to appreciate the small moments, you guys. Like, God forbid, you know, God forbid. But I do want to say I am in a good place in my life as me, my marriage, the relationship with my children, those around me. I don't hate anyone in my life. I don't think I've ever hated anyone in my life. I hope to never, ever hate anyone. I want to continue to live my life with love, with peace. And yes, it's not going to be perfect. There's going to be triggers of some sort, obviously. But at the end of the day, I think that life is good, you know? Life is good, but there's going to be times where, like I said, it's not going to be easy, but (sighs) all I know is to do a lot of self-care, self-love, and vocalize, like talk to someone outside of my circle to give me that input, therapist or counselor, which is kind of the same thing. Well, no, we'll talk about that (laughs) in another podcast, the difference between therapists, counselors, life coaches, and so forth. I'll do another podcast about that. But either way, you guys, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for hearing me out. I want you to know that you are worthy and you are loved. Um, I never forget that. Okay. Adios. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at Chicana Moms Podcast. Chicana health coach and La Chicana therapist. Please leave your feedback. I would love to hear from you. Rate us on iTunes, an anchor or SoundCloud or anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Adios.